Okay, welcome to another edition of the Edlow Podcast. Uh, subscribe if you can. I would love it if you would subscribe to the podcast, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you can find podcasts today. Uh, I don't have a guest. It's just me. Um, and the reason why is because I just felt the need to address um, a message that I received that really uh, hit me pretty hard. Um, and I wanted to share it publicly um, just because of the gratitude I have for receiving it. <clears throat> for those of you who've been following for the almost 50 episodes that we've been uh, doing here, <clears throat> I started this podcast really for kind of a, a, a bridge. I have a very uh, diverse and eclectic group of friends. Um, I've never really felt like I fit in every anywhere, really. Um, I was uh, a little too hard rock for my Mormon friends. I was a little too um, religious for my wrestling friends, um, and my, my law friends, my, you know, whatever groups of friends, I always seemed to not necessarily fit into anyone's box. And, uh, I received some of the best advice, um, that I think I've ever received when sharing this very sentiment with, uh, my, transgendered Muslim friend, a dark sheik who's been on the podcast, said, if you don't fit into anyone's box, create your own box, and hopefully others can fit into it. And so this, this podcast was kind of a way for me to start my own box. Um, not necessarily to start my own box or to share some novel opinions, but really to get these groups of friends that I have together. Um, they're so compartmentalized. And um, I think that I'm, I'm very grateful for the uh, eclectic group of friends I have for, because it, I feel it makes me a very well-rounded individual and ultimately makes me a better Christian. And so, um, but I, I knew that some of my friends would never meet others of my friends or would never in any context necessarily have deep conversations with them like I have had. So this podcast was put together to hopefully, as I've said in the, in the past and what I put in the tagline, is to show that everybody, no matter where they are in their life, is having a very real human experience. Um, the problem is, is that, you, you know, it's slow going starting a podcast. I've learned a lot. It's been, I'm coming up, like I said, on, on 50 episodes and I have learned a ton. And one of those things is, is it really is a labor of love. This has taken way more time than I ever thought it would. Uh, it's been a lot more work than I ever thought it was going to be, but I've really enjoyed it. And it's kind of become a passion of mine. Um, but along the way, I would be 
lying if I didn't say there were times where I thought maybe I'm not making a difference. Maybe um, what I'm doing isn't landing. Maybe it's not doing, you know, the stated purpose. And, you know, I check uh, the analytics and I look at the stuff and there's growth every single month and I'm grateful for that, but it is slow going. And, and uh, I don't, I don't know sometimes if um, this is successful until um, I've I've gotten some feedback, and I'll, I'll share a story. Of, um, the first bit of feedback I think I got, I um, did a podcast that ultimately turned into two podcasts just because I wasn't very good. I, I hadn't figured out editing very well yet. And I had some technical difficulties, so I had to cut it into two episodes. But I did episode, an episode with Polyamorous Ruth, who was a woman who wanted to come on anonymously to share her story. Who She was a formerly active member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and ultimately left the church, and her and her husband had become polyamorous. And... Um, uh, she shared her story on the podcast, which um, was a really, it was one of the more successful podcasts I, I did. I thought it was very fascinating because Ruth was incredibly vulnerable. And those tend to me, to me are my favorite podcasts. Sometimes you get people who will come on these things and um, they're kind of playing a role or they're a little guarded. And in my opinion, those don't make the best podcasts. The ones where people are very real and honest and answer the tough questions and really think about it and aren't giving you canned answers tend to be the best. And I've had a lot of those. Um, but uh, Ruth, because of the community that she was in, was very hesitant to come on. And so she agreed to come on anonymously. The issue was, was that there was someone uh, close to her um, a sister who recognized her voice and contacted me about um, about the episode. And of course, I said, I said, listen, uh, I can't uh, I can't share who Ruth is. I promised I wouldn't. And uh, you know her first uh, her first reaction was, was a little surprised and a little um, kind of even, I wouldn't say angry, but felt uh, felt as though Ruth had not been, uh, had not been completely honest about her childhood or her upbringing and, and things of that nature and, and was a little frustrated. And, and so I, I responded, I said, listen, I'm not, I, I can't tell you who Ruth is, but what I can tell you is Ruth's story um, is not, novel in that uh, the the journey that she had gone through as far as the concerns she had uh, particularly as growing up uh, as a young woman in the church were not this was not the first time I had heard of this story and perhaps if she had listened to the podcast with a with an open mind and an open heart maybe she would uh, if she believes this was her sister maybe she would learn a little bit about her sister and after that she shared with me that her and her sister had actually been estranged for a couple of years and she couldn't quite figure out why. Um, and then she listened to the podcast and she reached out to me and said, I appreciate how much, uh, how fair and loving you were towards my sister on her, on your podcast. I've reached out 
to my sister and set up a time to talk with her. And I think that we're going to be able to mend some fences. And I remember thinking, because I was very early on in the, I mean, that must have been first 10 episodes. Um, I remember thinking to myself, if nothing else ever comes with this podcast, if that conversation actually happened, I would consider this podcast a success because it means that two people who are otherwise estranged and didn't understand each other perhaps had an opportunity to come together and um, and under and come to an understanding. Maybe not agree on everything, but at least understand each other and perhaps be able to find common ground and rekindle that relationship. But it's been a lot of episodes since then, and um, like I said, it's it's funny because. I don't know if I've, I've, maybe I've gotten a little obsessed with looking at the analytics and looking at the subscriber numbers and looking at, you know, uh, what's going on, uh, you know, each episode, whether one's going to land, whether one's not. And it's been a really interesting situation because I don't know which episode is going to land or not. There have been episodes that I've looked at and I've gone, this is terrible. I you know, for whatever reason I was off or I didn't really necessarily think the um, subject matter would land and then they, you know, blow up. And then there are other episodes where you go, oh yeah, this one's going to be huge. I love this one. This was, this was great. And then, uh, you know, it doesn't get as many views as you'd think. Um, but, uh, but anyhow, that's a long way of starting off of, uh, sharing about this in the last uh, week or so, I got a message from somebody I I know I, I don't know him well. I've met him a couple of times. Um, we are you know we kind of uh, social media friends and um, anyway, out of the blue, I received this message, and like I said, I wanted to uh, address it publicly. Uh, says, uh, wow, this Mr. J episode is very good already. And by the way, uh, cheap plug, if uh, you're looking for an episode to listen to and you haven't listened to it yet, Mr. J, which is the uh, probably two episodes ago now that I did, um, the he's a betrayal trauma expert um, and a relationship coach. Uh, it is probably my one of my top five favorite episodes just because he gives really great honest tips um, uh, for to how to recover from process trauma, uh, betrayal trauma, and then also how to start healing. And it was a really fun conversation. And there's a little conversation there about 80s music, which I enjoyed as well. Um, anyhow, so back to the message. Your show is therapy for me. Granted, I haven't watched every episode, but the 15 or so that I have are so good. Swole's episode, Raphael Palma, Swole is one of his, is his wrestling gimmick. Another great episode. Swole's episode changed my life. I went through very similar experience as he did at the exact same time as he did and never quite processed it properly. Six years later, your podcast helped me to do, to do that. Which brings me to this episode. I don't trust anyone. I don't trust teachers, counselors, therapists, lawyers, men, women. 
Like I believe when it comes to me that love is not real, commitment is not real, and I know that it stems from serious psychological childhood trauma that I can't even begin to wrap my head around or never processed, just kept swimming. I want to stop there and just say, I understand where you're coming from there. Um, particularly the just kept swimming. You know, that's, uh, that's kind of my, my mantra as well when it comes to these things. I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Just keep swimming. Uh, the problem is, is the, the part where you don't process the trauma, you know, um, at least that's what I've been learning. Um, but, you know, moving forward and continuing to to achieve and to rise and to, to move forward towards your goals is sometimes the healthiest way to continue to feel good about life, even in during traumatic events. Anyway, my point of this is because you talked to wrestlers, I gave you a chance. I wanted to get to know them I had no idea who you were when I watched your first episode. I had seen you live twice at Action Coast Wrestling, but when Swole recommended your podcast to me, I had no idea that Josh Edlow was that Megan guy. <laughs> hey, there are uh, worse things to be compared to than uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, so I'll take it. <clears throat> um, and if I would have known you were a lawyer from the beginning, I probably would have never listened. Just because it would have been like, oh, this guy's going to be way too smart and educated for me to understand. Uh, wait a minute, does that mean that I don't talk very educated? <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, uh, it says, so I would have scrolled past. I stay in my lane, which is music and wrestling. Because those are the only things in life that I consider loyal or faithful to me. People are fallible and disappoint. But a very, at a very young age, I ran to music and wrestling to escape. That's it. Now I'm almost 50 and I still can't shake it. Anyway, every episode of yours that I listen to helps me. They are all relatable. Even the drag queen episode that I never wanted to watch. But then I did and learned that I still have a lot of healing to do. I don't have to be a drag queen supporter in order to listen to their stories. I fall in that trap a lot, but it's all because of serious trauma that I went through and never ever sought help for from a professional. But I believe that your podcast was the bridge to show me <clears throat> that I do have the ability to trust and be loved and to cope and forgive. These are all the things I would have loved to have said in person when we met and just let you know how much your show means to me. <clears throat> if you weren't talking to wrestlers, I would have never watched. Hopefully this comes out like I intended. I am quite the rambler. Have a great weekend. I'm getting back to the episode. <clears throat> So I'm going to keep talking to wrestlers. <laughs> um, they're some of my favorites. You know, um, I really appreciate the feedback. 
because, as I said earlier, um, sometimes I wonder if, and this doesn't just go for the podcast, you know, this goes in life in general. You know, there are lots of decisions I make every single day, and I, I'm constantly questioning whether I'm making the right choices, whether I'm making the the difference that I want to make. And uh, so, you know, I told myself uh, that I was going to do 50 episodes and then reassess and see where I wanted to go with it. And not necessarily that I didn't want to. I have episodes set up in the next two months. I've got a big schedule coming up that's going to be really exciting. But, you know, you know, sometimes it's taking so much time. I'm just going, maybe, maybe this isn't of the best use of my time. But, you know, seeing a message like this tells me that, that this, this podcast is on the right track. So I really appreciate it. And, you know, I would encourage anyone who is indulging this, you know, this self-aggrandizing episode. I would encourage you that if someone is making a difference in your life, Reach out and tell them. Uh, one, because you never know when you're not going to have the chance to do it. <clears throat> you never know when the last time is going to be that you're going to talk to somebody. And uh, you never know if maybe the thing that you're going to tell them is going to be the thing that they need to hear at a really low moment. This one came at the exact right time, so thank you. You know, I, I, I do get a lot of messages um, on social media. I know I'm pretty active on there, and, and I, uh, I, I appreciate everyone who reaches out. I mean, not just on the podcast, but the people who send me messages saying that, you know, all the, you know, all the gym jams and the, and the you know, uh, gym picks and things like that are encouraging them to get healthy or the positive memes and messages are helping them go through their own difficult times. And, and, uh, I appreciate that so much because again, you know, you never know, you never know when you're actually making a difference or not. And, uh, it, it helps me keep going, you know, as far as, uh, and, and to this listener who sent these this message, there's a few things I want to address. One is I want to tell you, uh, and, and I only do this because I don't know if we're ever going to have a chance to actually sit down and have a, a real conversation about this. Um, so I just thought I'd address it here. Maybe there's someone else who could benefit from this. You mentioned the fact that you're almost 50 and you still can't shake it. I get a lot of people, you know, I do a little bit of mentoring in law for, for, uh, for students and often the ones that I that I do mentor you know they're going to school full-time and they're working usually they're working here at my law firm and so they're they're uh, you know they're they're kind of taking a little bit longer than than your average student because they got work they got marriages or kids or you know they're single moms they're um, they've, they've had difficulties in their life and they don't have a, a safety net so they've got to work their way through and they often tell me things like oh well you know I'm, I'm, I'm older than everybody else and they kind of 
make themselves, it, it kind of feels like a, they're a little, um, how do you say, a little insecure about the fact that they're so much older. Uh, you know, I, I didn't graduate law school until I was 31 years old. I didn't start practicing. I was, yeah, I was 31. 31 when I started practicing law. And uh, I've been doing law now um, for 11 years. And uh, it's been incredibly successful. And, uh, um, you know, there's a lot of people out there. You know, I, I tell my son this all the time. You know, he's trying to figure out right now. He's going into his senior year of high school, and he's trying to figure out what he wants to do. And, and I'm really proud of him for for looking into it and thinking about it and thinking about where he wants to go next and having a plan and that's all great. But you know, you, you know, you, you know, listener, you said you were 50. You don't have to have everything figured out. Even by then, it's not too late. It's not too late to process, late to process those things, to become a different person. Uh, you know, to, to be able to, to get past some of the, the trauma that you had to someone who's listening, who's a, who's a student or, or something who's worried about because they, you know, maybe they're a little bit older or they want to go back to college or they, you know, want to change a job, but they feel like maybe they're a little too old to do that or they're too comfortable. You know, Oprah Winfrey got fired from a, her first media job at the age of 23. Imagine that. Imagine firing Oprah Winfrey, you know, and, uh, she became the greatest media conglomerate of all time. So, you know, don't worry about the age. Just worry about continually every day getting a little bit better. Um, and then as far as the stuff that you talk about, I don't trust anyone and you don't feel love is real. It's real if you give it. Even if it doesn't necessarily come back in the way you want it. Even if it, you know, you're right, people are fallible. People make mistakes. People do things that are going to hurt you, traumatize you, betray you. Um, but if you don't let that harden you, you, uh, then love is real. And it's really easy. You know, it's really easy to let that stuff, that stuff happen. It's, it's easy to let someone else hurting you, um, harden your heart because then you don't have to feel, you know, just keep swimming. It's easier to just, you know, get up in the morning, every morning, and just go all day till you can't go anymore and wake up and do it again and again and again and just try to keep it together, try to dodge the bullets of the day, you know. Um, trying to keep the rudder and point it in the right direction to the correct destination, even through the storm. And it's it's even scarier when you don't even know necessarily where you're going, you know, you're just trying to get there. And sometimes you're trying to get there in darkness, you know, sometimes you're trying to get there, you're just guessing. Um, you're trying to navigate those in your care towards safety, you know. So you just bury it down and you hold back the tears, you just clench your teeth, 
until you feel nothing. Um, you know, that's, uh, I've been there. I've been there. And I believe that those people who are, who are hardened like that, you know, they're hardened that way because they sometimes were the, were the ones who loved the most, you know, and they felt it so deeply that they got hurt, they got crushed by someone who betrayed them or by, you know, some sort of life circumstance that was beyond their control. It wasn't part of the plan, you know. Problem is, is when you get that way, you know, you feel the nothing deeply too. But, but that's okay. You know, it's okay to, to process trauma. It's going to come back up. And when you do, you know, be, uh, don't be afraid to face those difficulties and those discomforts. Because all those difficulties that you have, all those things that you went through, I do believe, and I've seen it in my own life, that all of those things that you went through, and this is going to take a religious turn, so brace yourselves. So it could be, the, be God, the universe, whatever you want it to be. All of those things that you went through are going to forge you into being whatever God, the universe, your higher power wants you to be. It's going to make you more empathetic to the other people. I know that that's happened for me. Some of the traumas I've gone through in my life have made me understand that the old me was too judgy of people who didn't fit the mold, even though I didn't fit the mold. You know, uh... So uh, I appreciate you sending me the, the, the message. I appreciate everyone who listens to this podcast. I appreciate everyone who follows me and gives me encouragement, who reaches out and just says, how are you doing? And then sits there and listens for sometimes way too long to uh, all the stuff that I got going on. And I appreciate you for doing that. Um, you know, the last thing I would say is that, um, you know, I've, I've tried to have this attitude of gratitude. I've tried to have it for the uh, last few years as, as, you know, some things in my life kind of, kind of fell apart. Um, I found a peace in being grateful. And uh, I got to tell you, being grateful... And being positive did not spare me one bit from the difficulties that were coming. And they come a lot. Going through stuff right now, you know, a lot of stuff. And, you know, just trying to protect everyone and trying to make sure that my, my kids are okay. Uh, you know, uh, but the thing that I've learned about having an attitude of gratitude or being positive is, is you got to be grateful for everything, even the bad stuff. You know, if you if you're grateful, you can't just be grateful for the good times. You got to be grateful for the bad too. Because what I have learned in, especially in the last three or so years, is that sometimes, even though it seems like Again, God, the universe, whatever you want to call it, is punishing you. Sometimes those punishments can turn out to be the greatest gifts. So, sorry about getting emotional. Thank you again for, for listening. 
thank you again for indulging uh, all of this vanity projects that I have. Thank you for being my friends. And again, to this listener and the many others who've just sent a nice word, um, thank you for reaching out. It, it means the world. And I encourage anybody who has somebody, it, it doesn't have to be me. It, if it is me, great. Uh, I love to hear, uh, hear from you guys. Um, but if there's somebody in your life who you're grateful for, there's somebody who you love, reach out and tell them because they might need it. So that's the end of this. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Talking about wrestlers. The next one's a wrestler. And then, uh, well, I don't know. I have to figure out the, the timeline because I'm going to do something real special for number 50. In fact, let me just talk about this right now because I believe this is 49. So number 50, uh, I wanted to do something special for number 50. For 25, I interviewed my son, Lincoln. And for number 50, I am going to um, interview my daughter, Lexi. And she is a little nervous about it, a little excited about it. She's my little theater buff, so she she likes the she likes being the center of attention, but also gets a little nervous. So, uh, what I'd like to do, if you're listening, um, is I would like to have some questions. She's actually in girls' camp right now, and uh, she's coming back her first year. She was very nervous about going out. All reports are that she is doing great and having a great time, and it's way more fun than she ever expected, as I expected, and. Uh, as her grandma expected and everybody pretty much expected. So, um, so now, um, I, I would love it if somebody would pose some questions to her that I can spring on her that she can answer. So if you uh, have any questions for little 12 year old Lexi, the theater buff who really, really enjoys, uh, YouTube shorts and cooking breakfasts and, um, and plays the clarinet and is just quite the ham, that'd be great. Otherwise, again, thank you for listening, and uh, we will catch you next time.